Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 351. Uh, we are recording this and broadcasting live on Sunday, December 13th, 2020. I'm David Lott. Joining me as always is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? Long time no actually see. It's true. Yasha Wilson is also here. Hey, 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 everybody in the flesh. Good to be seen and see you guys. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Michelle cannot make it to the show tonight. So it is just the three of us. But yeah, it's been a little bit since we've been uh, on YouTube, at least where you can uh, see us. Just uh, audio only shows on there lately. But, uh, how's it going, guys? Welcome back. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's yeah. actually good to be back on YouTube, have a little video action going along with the audio. So hopefully some people will go over and jump on and see us there and subscribe and like and uh, follow us all on the YouTubes and, and the audio when you're in your car. True. Yeah, you can uh, reach us. Uh, yeah, the podcast version, if that is your thing on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, the iHeartRadio app. Um, but yeah, we broadcast the show uh, usually every Sunday night on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Flickr effect. Uh, if you are listening to this and you're interested in actually uh, checking out the YouTube channel, please make sure to do that. Uh, with that, um, there is a ton of Disney stuff to talk about today. It's probably going to take up the entire show. We could probably stretch the show for a couple hours if we wanted to, but we're going to try to uh squeeze this down into an hour and uh yeah, i think an hour is good i think i think we can do it in an hour it's our challenge for the night an hour um, is good. with that uh we should probably jump right into it and uh to do that i'm going to turn things over to you bobby and uh, maybe you could fill us in on what the hell happened at disney investor day yeah so Disney had their investor day, as you said, and basically the event was to give investors an idea of what's coming down the pipeline for Disney. And this has only been a year into the service. And so far we've only really in terms of big IP had something from Star Wars, which was the Mandalorian. And this investors uh, day event they said, well, we're going to trot out everything for you guys to get excited about and invest more money. And pretty much it did work. I think the stocks went up. Uh, I, I forget how much it was, 4 or 5% the next day. Um, maybe Yasha or someone can double check those numbers. But yeah, it, it, it was very, and there was a lot of stuff announced on the Disney animation side. And there was a lot of stuff announced for the um, Pixar, Lucasfilm, and Marvel. So for the interest of what we're usually into, I'll kind of forego the Disney and the uh, Pixar stuff and kind of jump mostly into the Marvel and, and the Lucasfilm because that can fill pretty much the entire time <clears throat> itself. Um, although I do, I do want to note one thing that they did mention that was of particular interest to me because I had been having this conversation with someone recently and that it feels like even though Disney owns the majority of Hulu, they hadn't been leveraging it much for anything or their Fox properties that they had acquired. 
And one of the things that they did announce was that they will be doing an alien series on FX Hulu that will be uh, in development with Noah Hawley and uh, Ridley Scott that from the very little bit that they gave us that it will uh, take place on Earth. They didn't give a time frame and anything beyond that, but I'm happy to hear it because I was like, you've got all this Fox IP. Uh, you might want to try and use some of it for something in the same way that you're using all the other arms of your uh, Disney properties to be able to bring out different series that are known quantities. And, and this is definitely one. And I would expect at some point, maybe they could do something with Predator as well as another big IP that they own. So uh, this was interesting. And, and I thought that was kind of cool, especially when you have Noah Hawley working on it. For those who may not know the name, you may know some of the stuff he's worked on, like Fargo. Um, he also did Legion that was on FX. And yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely one of those uh, premier art, artists that are working in the television medium. So it'll be interesting and exciting to see what he brings to the table. Uh, I don't know if you guys had heard that announcement and, or and I'm curious what you think about it if you hadn't heard it or if you have. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, even though there's a ton of stuff to be excited about, the alien thing in particular, I think is probably one of the things I'm most excited about, which might be surprising considering how much of a Star Wars fan I am, a Marvel fan, but no, the uh, the idea of an alien show on on FX, uh, I don't know, it was especially with uh, again, uh, was it Noah, Holly, Noah Holly, yeah, with him on board, uh, yeah, that that I find that exciting. I am um, I too am looking forward to it. But to jump into what you were asking about the stocks, stocks went up about fourteen percent um, after 14. Disney dropped all the news of what they're de developing up to. Um, trading as usual, but about $175 a share for Disney. So that's a pretty big jump. I, I own a little bit of Disney, not crazy amounts. Like I'm not like stoked that I was like, oh my God, I own a hundred shares of Disney, but I, I, I do invest in mm -hmm. Disney. So like seeing that it went up a little bit like that is kind of exciting. Um, I don't think they'll break the 200 mark, but anyways, um, to uh, follow to the alien thing, I'm, I'm also excited to hear that they're doing some a little bit exploring some of their intellectual property as well and i like fx shows and i think that this could have a lot of really strong potential if they do it right what i'm hoping for is that we don't actually get like another falling skies scenario you know that was kind of a campier mm. type of special effects alien show um, while it was entertaining for a while um, i'm hoping that it just isn't that level of cheese if they put you know, most of their production budget into, I would be happy with a six to 10 episode, you know, season if they put the production value behind each um, episode to really basically give us many movies of Alien um, and the adventures of them on Earth. Um, I don't necessarily need to see another apocalyptic type of scenario where everything is desolate and, you know, we're all just trying to hide and have all these different type of, um, subcultures i guess you could say or sub you know cities you know basically running around and you know running with our own rules i i really just want to see the aliens kind of integrated with us and trying to fight them off as best as we can if that makes sense yeah yeah um i'm curious just because being on earth and you know i've always sort of hesitated on the idea of any of the alien stuff taking place on earth. I've always liked it in space or on some other planet. So, uh, 
if they have it on earth, it, it just, I've always thought that it ran the risk of being uh, a little too familiar in terms of settings and, and make it like almost where Predator 2 was when it's in the city. Mm -hmm. I, I never really cared for that idea of it. I like the jungle setting and whatnot. So it's sort of similar mm -hmm. there with Alien where I like it on a different world or something that's foreign that doesn't look too familiar. So uh, I am, I am seriously interested to see how they handle it with it being on Earth. I loved, I actually really enjoyed the last Predator where they were in on the other planet with all the different people and, you know, the, like you said, the, another planet and with um, Topher Grace is the one that I'm thinking of. I, I really liked Predators. it. I thought it was a fun, fun, yeah, fun, fun movie. Oh, that was Predators, not Aliens. Sorry. Um, but you get what I'm saying. I, I enjoyed, you know, yeah. I enjoy the aliens on other planets in, the, uh, in space as well. So that was the uh, the main one that I, I remember hearing about. Uh, there was another one, I, and I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, that was uh, announced for FX. It's called Shogun. I guess it used to be an older series. Um, that's being developed, Shogun. it says, oh. with Justin Marks and Rachel Kondo. Um, I didn't watch that before, but it sounds like an interesting uh, subject, Shogun. Uh, I, I don't know anything about it, but then all they showed was a logo. So uh, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of the original Shogun? I haven't, to be honest. <clears throat> I want to say I have. I, th I think it's an older show that my dad used to had talked about um, periodically, but I, I can't mm. be. I'm not 100% certain, so I am relatively I feel familiar like with it, it but... I feel like it's probably in the vein of Kung Fu, like the old uh, TV series or yeah. something. I don't know that for sure, but that's kind of the, the vibe I get from it. Uh, so, yeah. So going into the the, the meat of the stuff, um, starting off with the Lucasfilm, one of the first things that they did, they had Kathleen Kennedy come out and she was announced and talking about the success of The Mandalorian and how well that's done and that there will be two spinoffs coming from that uh, one was called Rangers of the New Republic, and the other is Ahsoka. And, and for anyone who's been watching any of the stuff going on with The Mandalorian, it just felt like we were probably going to get something more with the Ahsoka character, um, just because of the uh, way she was introduced and who's playing her in uh, Rosario Dawson. So you don't really sign someone like that to play this character for a one-off thing. You just kind of know that it's going to be something a little bit more meaty and, and hefty. And that's what they did say that we were getting that and confirmed that that is in fact going to be a series. Um, if you jump back, David, to the, uh, uh, the picture for the Rangers of the New Republic. So that one we know less about because literally she just said it and she didn't give any detailed information about it. Uh, popular speculation is that it will have something to do with some of the characters we've already seen in uh, the, the Mandalorian forming together as being almost like um, New Republic space cops or cops on a, a particular mission. And you might get some of the characters that uh, we've seen that were one who was, there was a couple episodes ago where you've seen a an X-Wing fighter that's been in a couple of these episodes that's interacted once with Cara Dune and then once with uh, Mandalorian on the ice planet. 
And so they were saying like maybe that character along with Cara Dune, along with um, who knows, maybe Bill Burr's character, some of these collected group of uh, people that would be out there on the fringes of what we see now in space and trying to go after and learn more about what's going on with the, the, well, it's not the first order at this point, but with everything that's going on with the empire, the, the remnants of it. So we really don't know. It's all speculation at this point, but of those two things, I got to stop there and just say, you know, where, where your, where's your head at in terms of this? Uh, I'm specific. Well, one, one of the things I'm curious with is Yasha, because last time when we talked, you were saying how you kind of been watching the Mandalorian, but you'll get to it when you do, you enjoy it and you like it, but it's not been filling that need as in last season when it made you immediately want to tune into it. So uh, hearing these announcements of these spinoffs, is that anything that you're more excited about or you kind of still just sort of like in a maybe wait and see mode? Well, I'm to, to, address that like my excitement for mandalorian has increased exponentially in the past two episodes i'll just put that out there Um, i have have thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the past two episodes i have watched the latest one so i'm all caught up usually uh, when we have a show it's like oh i haven't gotten to it yet type of situation so i'm (laughs) i am all caught up and i've really enjoyed the past couple of episodes and where they're going and what they're doing it seems a a lot more exciting i guess i don't know maybe it's the the conflict that they've been addressing or the people that they've had on the show but i'm really really enjoying it um the new rangers one i'm not gonna lie i, I really don't care like i don't need to i don't need a show about the new rangers i i don't maybe it's because i don't know how they're going to do it or what they're going to do when it comes to the show ahsoka is that how you pronounce her name uh, is that it mm-hmm. ahsoka yeah I am genuinely excited to see where that's going to go. And <clears throat> like you said, Bobby, I don't think you cast a talent like um, Rosario Dawson. Just left me. Yeah, Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. You don't. Yeah, you don't cast a talent like her with not with no intention of exactly moving on and having its own spinoff. I really think that her appearance and her her powers and everything like that was that was just the test to see test the waters type of situation is like and i really think they're waiting to hear what people thought of that interaction and her character and then that monday morning they probably greenlit that right away and got that set up for the announcement on thursday when it came to the show because her character was amazing and i think as i said the more i've learned about the character and the deep dive that i've done it's gotten me interested in watching um the 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 Clone Wars online again, learning more about her character, seeing what she's a bit about, learning a little bit of her relationship with Vader. All of that stuff has really got me excited to learn a lot more about her character. So I'm not surprised that they're doing a a, a show. I'm really more excited to he- see the finished product because hopefully it'll be just as great as they did with the, uh, the tidbit that they did in the last episode. So where are you at with it? That answer your question. Yeah, absolutely. Where where am I at on both of those? Uh, yeah. I would say I'm. I I'll, well to talk about Ahsoka first. I'm I'm with Yasha. Like I'm not as familiar with the character since I haven't. 
uh, watch Clone Wars and Rebels. And uh, I mean, honestly, this was really my first, her appearance in The Mandalorian was my first, you know, exposure to that character. And uh, I'm excited about that show. And actually, starting this week, I finally, long overdue, started watching Clone Wars. Um, I watched. Wow. I watched the Clone Wars film, and then I watched the first four episodes. I mean, I'm, I know that's like scratching the surface. I have a long ways to go, but yeah, at least I, I have started watching Clone Wars. So I really do want to try to make my way through that, make my way through Rebels, so I can at least get caught up on that stuff. It's not like I've read every book, but I've listened to some of the um, audiobook, uh, audiobooks of some of the canon novels. But um, yeah, anyway. Oh, go ahead, Bobby. I was just going to ask, are you watching it in the proper order? Um, there is a specific order that uh, you can't just watch it just based on this is episode one. This is episode two. Uh, it was not shown, I guess, particularly in the right order. And so there is a, a specific order. So uh, are you watching it in the uh, um, uh, the actual order as air date or are you watching it in the proper order that it should be watched in? I mean, all I have done so far is watched it in order on Disney Plus by episode. Uh, yeah, I that's mean, the wrong order, I unfortunately. Mean, which is kind of insane that that's the wrong order, but okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, why is it the wrong order out of curiosity? I guess that's just the way uh, it was shown on uh, whatever. What was it? Disney? No, I don't think it was Disney XD. I think it was maybe, yeah, maybe Disney XD yeah. that originally showed clone wars uh that's just how they showed it um but it, it goes in a weird sort of order i think you you start with the movie i think you maybe start with episode 19 or i don't know it, it's it's something it's very much out of order so wow. there's like a list i think on starwars.net or uh, ign if you just type it in proper order to watch clone wars or something like that interesting should show you i did not know that yeah. <laughs> no i just yeah <laughs> i started watching the show i mean yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm only four episodes in, but I guess maybe right. I'm, I've it watched won't. the end of the season already or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, it's not that bad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't get the impression I I've like already before. like jumped. I, I mean, I definitely weren't. I wasn't watching the episodes going, wait a second. What happened here? Like nothing felt odd about watching them. Right. So. At least not yet. But I imagine that there would be because you do start to see how certain episodes connect back to back without much time in between mm. some of those might be jarring if you all of a sudden sort of saw something else happening you're like wait what happened now remember how they resolve such and such so hmm. yeah you, you'll you'll be able to see it at some point if you were to just keep going in order that they have it in on disney plus but okay. uh yeah that's one thing but uh oh sorry continue no, your no. thought i, I just mean, wanted to check in on that so anyway i'm excited about ahsoka that that's a show definitely i'm looking forward to when it comes to what's it called uh rangers of the new republic um i think i'm with yasha on that one like on the surface i i basically have almost no interest in it with that said i mean you know we'll see how it looks and if it's a good star wars show i'll certainly watch it and uh, hopefully it'll be a, a, a show where it's good enough that there's obviously a reason they're making this, you know, I have faith that mm -hmm. it, when it finally comes around, I'll enjoy it. But I'll, yeah, on the surface, is it something that I'm like, oh man, I, I want to see this? Not really. I'm good. Like that's kind of where I am with it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. 
and I think that most people are probably on the same page. They haven't heard of it. They have no uh, information about it. They right. don't know who's in it. So why really get too excited about it? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say for myself so I can just sort of uh, get it out of the way and, and clear the table. Um, you know, I watched this event live. And so I was kind of like, it really, for me, felt like a Comic-Con atmosphere uh, sitting in the Hall H as I'm hearing a lot of these different announcements. And I have been a person that's followed along with uh, can new canon under Disney for at least the, the book side and obviously the films and now with The Mandalorian. Only thing I've really not delved too much into are the comics. So... For me, a lot of the stuff that they're announcing and showing is really uh, a culmination of things that I've been hoping for since the beginning. So I think, you know, I, I'm just predisposed, I feel like, to just being completely in the bag for everything that they're announcing, regardless of what little I know or do know. It's like, I feel like the eight-year-old, 10-year-old kid in me is just uh, saying anything that says Star Wars and just loving it just on name value alone <laughs> because I just want to see it. I feel like, you know, I was sitting in there uh, watching this meeting and it was like someone had, <laughs> you know, all the good stuff and just feeding it into my veins. And I'm just like, you know, sitting there just... Yeah, uh, you know, just like <laughs> keep going. It feels so good. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there like overdosing, basically, but loving every minute of it. So for me, uh, you, I won't, you won't hear me say too much about a lot of it, other than just I love it. Give me more. Keep giving it to me. So um, that's how I feel about all the stuff we'll be talking about. But I can understand how most people are probably still a little bit more level about. I still want to maybe wait and see what some of the stuff is before they get too excited about it. But one of the things that they did announce about these uh, two series is that they take place, obviously, within the timeline of The Mandalorian, and they are supposed to all culminate in a big event next Christmas or somewhere around that time. My thought, and I think a lot of other people's thought, is that maybe... Grand Admiral Thrawn is the the big bad of the three different series, possibly of some sort, maybe, who knows. But yeah, for them to all kind of culminate together, it definitely has me thinking of like the Defenders, what they did with Netflix and the shows that they had that were separate shows and they all kind of came together. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool too, that they'll be doing something like that with the, the, the Star Wars series. I mean, the, the Thrawn uh, thing see. makes sense. That, that would be my first guess based on you know not talking spoilers what we know so far in the mandalorian that seems like that could be a pretty good pretty good guess i i will say since you brought up the whole your experience watching the event live which i didn't do i was mainly living vicariously through you you were kind of texting all of us like telling us what was happening <laughs> um but from my perspective i was getting information from you i was you know when i had a chance i was able to check my twitter feed and uh you know see some stuff on there and i i guess for me it was a situation of just like just so much stuff that it was hard for me to get excited about most of it to be honest it was like I don't know. It felt like one of those things like, is this so much stuff like that is just so far off that I'm like, 
is is it even really going to happen like this? Like, I feel like there's that's been the case where we've had announcements from studios where, yeah, we're doing this kind of thing. And I'm not saying Disney's guilty of this, at least all that much, but getting announcements for stuff that it's like, yeah, this is like something that sounds like you have done the pipeline and you have a showrunner attached, but that's about it. And, you know, how is it really going to play out come, you know, however many years it is from now that this is actually going to start going into production or something like that? Like, you know, for instance, Obi-Wan, you know, we've been talking about Obi-Wan for a while and they've already run into issues with that and it still hasn't gone into production, though it sounds like that should happen relatively soon. I mean, Andor, we've been talking about Andor for a long time and I know that is about right. to really get into it you know based on some stuff that we saw mm-hmm. and I know you'll get into that but but yeah I mean I don't know it was hard for me to hear all of this stuff and get too pumped up about it kind of like I would in Hall H because it's like it almost felt like too much if that makes sense I don't know that may sound silly like how could it be too much of a good thing but is it too much where it's just like are you guys just throwing stuff at investors like yeah we're gonna do a Groot show we're gonna do this we're gonna do that it's gonna be awesome like like are you are you really doing all these things or I mean I'm sure they are I'm sure that's the plan right now but that's why I think I had a hard time really getting too pumped up about the whole like announcement the whole batch of announcements no I, I actually I can agree with you and just to interject I actually kind of side with you on that like it just seems like so much stuff like so randomly just like hey by the way we're gonna do you know have you heard about these 15 shows that we're gonna do like you know that type of thing it's just like wait no like and these are people like we're all people that that we do deep dives on this stuff like all the time like we're we're always watching and and learning and listening for this type of thing and you know the ahsoka show like i mean i'm sure they haven't they don't even have a script for that yet they have probably just a small outline and i don't know about the rogue one like that that um I feel the same way when it comes to that. And then the, like, not to jump ahead, but even the droid one, it's like, I hadn't even heard anything about that. So it's just like, some of the stuff is just like so obscure. I'm more excited about the stuff that they are doing with Marvel, especially when, cause they've been talking about that for over a year and we finally have release dates for that stuff than I am for any of the star Wars stuff that we're going over. But sorry to take us off track, Bobby, please continue. Yeah. yeah no worries. Um, no, no worries at all. I, I I asked and I was curious as to where you guys were standing with it. And yeah, I can I can totally see where you would be thinking that way. Um I, I can understand it. And I think that I just from my standpoint or point of view, uh I think that now they did have some bumps in the road, at least over in Lucasfilm with some of the things that they had going on, but they were always at least they always seemed like they were committed to them, even though they had bumps in the road. They had bumps in the road with Obi-Wan. They had right. bumps in the road with Andor, but they still seemed to be pushing for those things to happen. And, you know, we're now starting to see where they're actually this close to production and, and things are really starting to move on those. Uh, and as you mentioned, the Andor one was one of the ones an early announced way back when and that one's supposed to start shooting fairly fairly shortly here uh i think next month at the at the latest and that one's supposed to be out in 2022 and we know that this is the diego luna character cassian andor that was and featured in rogue one getting his own series and it's um with uh, i believe it's uh tony gilroy who is doing the show doing the series who actually did a lot on the rogue one movie so 
it's kind of, it seems like to me, at least it's in pretty good hands there. And they did show like a sizzle reel of that in terms of uh, what, what you can kind of get a little expectation of and, and expect to see. But then after that, they went in and started talking about the Obi-Wan series, another one that we've known about for a little while and seemed like it was off and then it seemed like it was on, whether it was going to be a movie or whether it was going to be a uh, Disney Plus series. It was seemed like it was not fully fleshed out until I think it was what D23 last year or the year before. I can't even remember at this point, but uh, where, where Obi, um, Obi-Wan, when Ewan McGregor came out on stage and they said that they are doing the series. And then now we know that Deborah Chow, who's been working on The Mandalorian, will be running, show running the series. And it takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. And one of the things they announced is that Hayden Christensen will be coming back and reprising his role as Darth Vader in this series. So I, I just think that's awesome. Awesome. Just because, well, I didn't think Hayden Christensen did the greatest job in those uh, original trilogy movies. I still think that uh, them being able to bring that character back, that actor back, and who's more seasoned at this point, uh, probably will have better uh, dialogue, I imagine, and in, in, in scripting. Uh, show a difference in that progression from when he was in those original trilogies to now. And just to see what that looks like, uh, him and Obi-Wan seeing each other for the first time since Obi-Wan fought against him, you know, and, and cut off his limbs. So it'll be interesting to see how that conversation goes. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just exciting. I, I love the way that in recent years, they've been able to turn negatives into positives with some of the things that people didn't like and bring it back and twist it and, and make it in a way that people who maybe softened over the years and say, oh, maybe we were too harsh about certain things to give them a second chance at redemption, so to speak. Uh, and so I'm kind of glad to see that, that Hayden Christensen will be back for this and see how see how that goes. I feel like uh, there's been a, a decent, uh, man, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a, a, kind of what you're talking about when it comes to the fandom and Hayden Christensen. I feel like uh, the fandom has kind of embraced him a little more, more recently. Um, I felt that like when I was at Star Wars Celebration, however many years ago that was now, <laughs> like, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but mm -hmm. when I was at Star, Star Wars Celebration, when it was last here in Orlando, and I think he made an appearance there and it seemed like he was really well received. And, and I mean, yeah, there's no doubt his performance in the prequels is not the, the best, <laughs> but at the same time, it's okay. at the same time, there's a lot of actors <laughs> that are damn good actors in those prequels that also did not have great performances. And I, you know, I, I still believe a lot of it comes down to not so much the actors, but you know, maybe the script and the direction they were being given. Um, Agreed. So, I mean, we've seen Hayden Christensen and other stuff and he's a solid actor. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't completely I think he's fault fun. him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a fun actor, and I agree with you. I, I mean, throwing him in there for this this movie with this show with Obi Wan, and, and when, when it comes to that, it's just like I mean, I felt like okay, does he need the work? Like, 
because I, I don't understand why he would really go back. Like, I mean, it might be kind of interesting to see, but I feel like that's them also trying to garner a little bit more attention for it. Mm. But I don't understand all the hate for Hayden Christensen because I think he's a fine actor. I've seen him in other stuff too. And he's like, the guy has chops. Like he's right. a fun actor to watch. So it's kind of unfair that people give him so much hate. <laughs> it's like, you know, especially for his performances in the Clone Wars. Like, I mean, come on, man. That was kind of a little bit of a disaster when you really look at it, like the script and everything like that. Yeah. All I can think about is sand and how much I hate sand. But anyway, go on. How much I hate sand, bro. <laughs> sand is, yeah. it's coarse and like, it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's like, what? That's, That's what good. fucking sand is, dude. <laughs> yeah, good. Do you hate air also? Like, what is that? <laughs> like, or rain? But again, that, there you go. That's like not his line right. writing. It's someone else's and he did what he could with yeah. it. So yeah. it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And um, they also mentioned some stuff that's animated as Yasha kind of hinted at a little bit earlier. Um, one of those that we didn't really talk about, but a little bit if information came out was the, the bad batch, which uh, star Wars uh, based off the clone. We watched the, the final season. Those characters were featured in that and they are getting their own spinoff. And uh, the, the basic idea of them is that they are experimental clones that didn't, kind of turn out right and some some in some ways they have a little bit like one's really strong and another one's kind of intelligent and uh has a sort of a mind for like um i don't know i guess strategy and stuff like that and the other ones one's like the leader so they all kind of have the, their own specific quirks and personality things and this play takes place after um i believe it's after revenge of the sith and so the order 66 has already gone out and it takes those characters in, in that world. So it's hard to say whether they would be good guys or bad guys at that point, because if the order is flipped and they would all be bad clones, but I don't think they were programmed and, and worked in a way that they became bad. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I, I haven't watched all of Clone Wars myself either but I've watched enough and I did watch that final season to know who they are so that I would probably check out that series once it comes around. Um, another one announced was star Wars. I was going to say real quick, animated short film. since you were talking about clone wars, sorry, I, I just looked up what you were talking about with like the, the, yeah. the clone wars order. This is insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like how bad this order <laughs> is. Like if I'm reading this right, like the first episode I should watch is like in season two. Like yeah, does, there you go. How does that yeah. happen? Yeah. <laughs> is it really? Is it like that? Yeah, it's like, it's a, like a season two episode and then like the 16th episode of season one and then and then the Clone Wars theatrical release and then like an, an two season three episodes. It's dude, it's sorry. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's, I hate to cut you messy. off, but you were talking about Clone Wars and I'm like, I can't believe this. Anyway, please carry on. I'm looking it up now too. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Star Wars Vision, and uh, it just it says it's an original series of animated short films that celebrates the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators, and that's coming in 2021 to Disney Plus. Uh, so, not too much given there, and I think they did show a couple stills, but 
that's probably the one that I, I don't know enough about to really get overly excited about it. I, I think the idea is interesting, um, but don't know enough to really say like, oh, I'm looking forward to that one until I can get a little bit more of like, are they just uh, redoing stories that we already know and, and showing it through an anime lens? Or is the, are these all new different stories that take place within the, the galaxy and, and universe of Star Wars? Don't know. So uh, I'll be on the lookout for it. Uh, and then the other one that uh, Yasha mentioned is what was it called? The droid. The um, I forget was it it's like a droid life on, on my or list something. Here. Droid life. I think a droid which life. Yeah. Follows. Yeah. Follows R two D two and C three PO and different stories of them. Which I mean, we've had series like that before. I think with just those two characters. Uh, I remember there being an animated one back in the day. So that one seems like it's more geared towards the younger crowd, which is fine. I mean, it is, it is Disney plus. So I think it's good that they should have something for younger star Wars fans, as well as older star Wars fans like ourselves. Um, let me see. Oh, then they got back into the, the live action sector of things. And they said that there'll be a Lando series. Uh, they did not mention that Donald Glover will be reprising the role of Lando Calrissian. Uh, maybe he's still in negotiations. Maybe they're not going that direction at all. Maybe they're going with Billy D. Williams, but no one knows. <laughs> they just said that there will be one. And and I can get where when you start getting into ones where they're just sort of name dropping things where it's like, well, what is this? Uh, when are we getting this? Like, what is this supposed to mean to me? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can totally understand that. Why do we, <laughs> when you start why do we need this? Just <laughs> dropping stuff. Yeah. Well, see, I, now that I can tell you, uh, we need anything <laughs> that Star Wars that is a name that people will recognize and will bring people in eyeballs to Disney. And and again, I, I would still sort of frame this around the idea that this was an investor's day thing. So it's like they're looking at it from a perspective of, hey, this is IP people know. Right. This is a series that people will automatically glom onto. And that will bring more people to this platform service of ours. So uh, it's, it's maybe not a necessarily a, a thing of where we might say, uh, you know, why do we need this kind of thing? It's more like, oh, it's anything that has IP value that they know that they can drop down. And if it's at least of a good quality that people will tune in for it because it's something that they already right. recognize right. much in the same way that, um, Disney earlier on had announced uh, different things like a, a Moana spinoff and a Tiana uh, thing from Princess and the Frog and mm -hmm. uh, Zootopia and Cars. It's it's IP that they already know people are uh, aware of. And so it's like, we have this service. Why not put stuff in front of them that we know that they'll probably at least give it an episode or two of a watch. And if it's good, they'll stick around and we will also offer some original stuff as well. So I, I guess that's the plan with any of their uh, different IPs that they own. Right. Um, the one that honestly, of all the different Star Wars Disney Plus series that they announced that I'm the most interested in was this next one, which we don't know anything about much, but it's called Star Wars The Acolyte. And it says it's done by uh, Russian doll creator Leslie Hedlund. And it's supposed to at least explore a time during the High Republic era uh, and have something about with maybe the Sith 
and the rising of the Sith in a, in a, in, in a way that uh, the Acolyte is probably a Sith apprentice. We don't know who that would be. Uh, the fact that I, the, that it takes a place in the High Republic is, I think, why I'm most excited about it is because this is the first uh, anything Star Wars that doesn't take place in or around the, what, 11 movies that we've had so far of Star Wars, regardless of it's the first nine movies or if it's Han Solo or if it's uh, Rogue One, this has nothing to do with any of that. So to me, that's exciting just to know that we're going to get yeah. something in this High Republic phase. And starting next month, um, Disney will be releasing a lot of stuff around the High Republic with books. Um, there will be uh, comics. There will be also, uh, I think I had heard at one point, maybe something animated that might take place around the High Republic time. So you're going to have a big push for that, that period of time during the High Republic, which for anyone who's sort of wondering when does that take place in the Star Wars timeline, they say it's about 200 years prior to, I guess, Episode 4, New Hope, or something like that, or maybe even prior to um, the original, or not original, but Episode 1. So it's 200 years prior to any of the Star Wars stuff that we know. Yeah, I'm, I had yeah, I'm... read descriptions of everything, you know, as it was being announced, and of all the stuff that was announced, I, I agree with you. This one piqued my interest the most, given that it's so separated from everything that we know, and it doesn't just talk about random people in this Star Wars galaxy. It is focusing on the force and the dark side in this case, I guess. And, uh, I guess the Sith, uh, this definitely piques my interest. So yeah, I was thinking the same thing is just, uh, in this news, it's, I wish that they would kind of get back to the conflict of the Sith and the Jedi, you know, a couple of hundred years before the events of the Skywalker family or anything to that nature and in, in, creating new bad guys that we can really jump onto or with the Mandalorian, you know, address the fact that, you know, there are Sith, you know, coming back into power and, you know, the Jedi are still out there something to that nature where we kind of get a little bit more of that conflict because while I did love and appreciate the, the balance and the, and the adventures of the Skywalker family, I am interested in seeing more when it comes to the Sith and the Jedi and that conflict and that age-old, you know, conflict because they really hate each other a lot. Like, I mean, it's just, it's very known. So, like, I mean, it would be fun to learn a little bit more about them. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I remember Kathleen Kennedy saying when she came on and she was talking about a lot of the Star Wars stuff that they have in the pipeline she mentioned that there being 25,000 years worth of material in terms of Star Wars that we haven't seen. And that to me, I didn't catch it the first time I, I saw it initially when I was sitting down it and I went back and looked at some things and I noticed when she had said that, I was like, wow, okay, that goes obviously beyond the high Republic and probably back to at least some old Republic and if you're going back 25,000 years. Um, so I think that there are going to be more stuff of this nature in terms of uh, we getting things that don't go anywhere near and around the, the Skywalker stories at all. So 
uh, I, I welcome that. And I'm sure, like you guys said, that it's something mm -hmm. that you'll be interested in seeing because uh, it's uncharted territory. So it'll be nice to see that. Um, the Probably the biggest thing, well, maybe not the biggest thing, but the, the two or the two things that maybe most in general public might want to know about are any Star Wars movies that are going to be coming out again. And one that they had mentioned, which we had already heard a little bit about in terms of at least someone doing it, is that there is the Taika Waititi uh, Star Wars movie. They have did confirm that that is, uh, again, taking place. Uh, I think they did confirm it initially, uh, but this is just sort of solidifying that that's the case. And they had a weird, I don't know if you got the the picture for this, David, maybe not, but the, the logo for it, <laughs> the Star Wars font and and look and design, I thought I found very interesting. Um, for which one? Couldn't know what to make of it, really. What's that? Wait, for which one? For the Taika Waititi um, Star Wars film that I he's doing. I don't know that I saw it that. It's just an interesting. Oh, okay. Well, I'm yeah, gonna look it, it up it, now. It it kind of reminded me of a schoolhouse rock kind of logo look to it i don't know it's very different like because uh, i mean the, sh the movie but, doesn't have a title right oh i think i see what you're talking about now no oh yeah this is uh, i'll try to bring it up as fast as i can but well maybe i won't be able to okay um yeah it's got okay. you're right about the schoolhouse rock kind of look about it i don't know if i can pull this one up yeah, i'll have different. to see if i can find it somewhere else it's it's interesting yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. But they didn't say much about it other than, you know, Taika is bringing his particular style and, and storytelling aspects to this. And so we'll see what that's about. Yeah. Uh, but the one that they did talk about was uh, Patty Jenkins signing on to do a Rogue Squadron, which honestly, just her being able to move over into the Star Wars universe is a good thing because if you've seen what she's done already with wonder woman and now wonder woman 84 will be coming out. So it's cool that she's be, being able to move over into the, the star Wars universe. And when you hear, I don't know if you guys had saw this, but Patty did a, a thing that was not connected with the event itself. It was just a, on a side thing that she did talking about why she decided to direct this movie it was a really a touching story. She talked about how her dad served in the Air Force and uh, died in service and uh, he was a pilot and that she had always dreamed of some, doing something that could embody and envision those types of uh, uh, fighter pilots and, and that camaraderie that they share. And that's why she wanted to do something rogues with Rogue Squadron. And uh, the thing that I kept seeing thrown around is that this would be sort of uh, Top Gun in space. And that to me sounds pretty exciting. So I, didn't, I don't need to know much more than that. I didn't realize they didn't play that during the the event because I saw the clip. Yeah. And considering how well it was done, I figured it played during the event. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that. But no, I saw it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I would say if they did play it, because there was different times within the investor day that they would clips of stuff. 
stuff, but mm-hmm. we as the public didn't get to see it. It was only for the investors. Okay. So I don't know if that was during then. I doubt it. I think it still was something separate. But um, yeah, I, it definitely didn't play in the terms of I saw it as it was going out during the uh, during the investors day uh, meeting and them talking about it. So it was absolutely a separate thing. But yeah, uh, exciting, exciting yeah. to have her on board. Oh, yeah. So I like it's the kind idea of the, the just go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to wrap it up. Go, go ahead. I just wanted to chime in on the Patty Jenkins too. Like, I mean, the fact that she has destroyed Wonder Woman and made it absolutely just amazing. Like, I I would watch anything that that woman does. Like, I'll, I'm I'm all in, especially when it comes to Star Wars and giving her basically unlimited resources just to make sure that it happens. I'm sure that it'll be pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that was pretty much the the rundown for the uh, Star Wars universe. So they did do some other stuff with some of their other properties that they own. I think Nat Geo and some other things. But the thing that we're here and interested to talk about is the Marvel. Kevin Feige came on stage and started dropping bombs as he does, as he does is want to do as if it was Comic Con, and uh, yeah. You know, initially he started off talking about one of the first things that we've known about for a while, and that is coming in January, which is WandaVision, and showed a trailer of that. And, you know, that one is just so interesting in the way that more and more I read about it, the way it was done, and and the sort of some of the ideas behind it. And, um, you know, the fact that it's right around the corner is exciting enough to me just to know that we're getting that soon. In fact... Um, you know, with the, the Star Wars announcement stuff, a lot of that is still a little ways off because they're starting to film it. And I feel like we'll maybe get either those spinoff series of, um, the Mandalorian stuff first sometime next year, (laughs) or it might be at the very latest, just that we will still get Mandalorian next year. But with the Marvel stuff now, it seems to be rolling because they did announce that the uh, a little bit back that the WandaVision is next month and then in I want to say uh, let's see I want to say maybe March it's uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier which mm-hmm. then they did show a trailer a new trailer for that um and then I believe it it's in May that they we were getting Loki so um jumping right back to the WandaVision stuff they did say that Wanda uh, will be in the next movie for uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And they also said that the events from which uh, WandaVision and Spider-Man 3 will all tie into Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange. So right now you already see how they're starting to seed these things in of um, building to something and, and, and the multiverse. And, you know, uh, I, it's exciting. <laughs> I think I'm just like so to- completely looking forward to what this means for the, the Marvel Universe. Uh, there's obviously been a lot of rumors out there in terms of what's going on with Spider-Man 3 and who's coming back and, and what they're kind of building to there. They didn't mention any of that there other than just sentence about the fact that what's playing out there will be a part of what's going on in uh, 
the Doctor Strange movie. So uh, not much there other than it, for me, feels like uh, WandaVision, even if you don't watch the series, you're going to want to know what happened out of the series so that you can kind of follow along to what comes next, whether it's in Spider-Man 3 or, or knowing that that character of Wanda will be in a uh, Doctor Strange movie to be able to kind of follow along with that. I, I didn't know if you guys had anything oh. to say about that, really. Um, oh, okay. I was waiting for more. I should have. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, well, well, I, I didn't want to get in. too far ahead. Go no, ahead, no. Like, I mean, there's really, there's really not much that I can say that I you know, haven't been waiting for and have actually expressly commented on in previous episodes of the show um, just because Marvel has promised these amazing shows and this original content original content and we have yet to see any of it um it feels real now like i guess you can say it's just you know getting a chance to see a trailer for a real trailer for uh the what if series a real trailer for uh, falcon and the winter soldier um we've already seen one for wandavision and it's like not just that they're coming out but they're basically going to it feels like lead right into each other We'll have the winter. We'll have Wandavision, and then that'll be probably released on a weekly basis, like the Mandalorian, and then we'll it'll bleed right into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which hopefully will bleed into something else, and we'll start to get the What If series or whatever the case may be. So I'm excited. I am really, really excited to see some of these shows. It'll be fun to see these characters that we've grown to love over the de- past decade. That we haven't seen in a movie and haven't seen any action from in a while so i'm excited to see where they're going in their adventures and um i'm just you know i miss marvel i miss marvel on the big screen i miss marvel at home and mm-hmm. you know they've gotten me conditioned to have this you know a release every year and with this the way things are we we missed this year of basically a, a marvel or two movies coming out so it's time like i'm ready it's i'm excited yeah, I don't I don't really have much to add. I mean, I'm excited to get back in the Marvel like you're saying, Yasha, it felt like what we had Endgame and what did we have past that? Really nothing. Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, which, you know, you know how I feel about that one. Um, so yeah, yeah we had Endgame oh. and <laughs> like it and it really feels like it kind of ended since then. We haven't had much of anything. So it's good to get back into the swing of things come uh, January with WandaVision and with these other shows that are definitely going to happen. I mean, hopefully we'll get some of the films we were supposed to have already gotten like um, uh, Black Widow sooner rather than later. Though I don't. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I know you'll probably touch on that, but it sounds like we still don't really know when, when we're going to get that, though it doesn't sound like it's going to Disney+. Plus. Correct. So before I jump into the Black Widow, actually, I wanted to see, did you guys or ask you if either of you had a chance to watch the trailers for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki? Uh, Yasha, did you have a chance to see either of those? Oh, yeah. I think I've watched them each like two or three times. Like I was definitely watched Mm -hmm. uh, Winter Soldier. Actually, I think it's just twice. I watched Winter Soldier twice and uh, Loki twice and the what if series twice as well um and you know and i was going to watch them again before the show started but we just ran out of time and i just yeah i'm (laughs) very very excited lots and lots of questions about the loki story but i'm i think it's going to be a lot of fun and he's a character that is definitely interesting and 
I just remember being in Hall H when they introduced that show. Um, and what what they said, you know, is like, remember, this is Loki after the events of the very first Avengers. This isn't Loki that, you know, had, you know, kind of went back to being kind of a good guy and having his moment with right. Thor. This is, this is very much the Loki that they took into to jail. And I was just like, oh, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen, I've seen the Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the Loki trailers. I actually haven't watched the What If one. Okay, uh, I'll be curious to in, in hear what you think of that. One of the things that Kevin Foggy did say about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, series, he said this was I forget I won't get the word. He basically said it was a movie done in six parts. And oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Because I do remember hearing that um, they shot this like they do a film in that, you know, they weren't shooting episode one, then episode two. They shot it like it was one big thing. And, you know, if you don't know anything about movies, when you see a script and there's a shooting uh, on that day of shooting, you're not necessarily shooting page one of the script. You might be shooting page 30 or page 40, and it's just shot in a different sequence based on when they are on location and, and how they do things within that nature and structure of shooting a film. So uh, from what I've heard, that's how they did the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And so I expect it to be pretty high quality in terms of visual look of it, but also within the storytelling aspect. So uh, I've heard rumors of some of what that storyline is, but I won't talk about that. Uh, I will just say that it, it definitely is an element of uh, questioning Sam Wilson, questioning the idea of him taking that shield and, and if he should be the one to do it or not. Right. But uh, yeah, looks good, um, and, as well as Loki. And like uh, Yasha mentioned, that being the character and taking place after Avengers and seeing that version of Loki again, uh, before he kind of became more um, softer in a, in a sense, not in a negative way, but just showing more vulnerability and, and showing more of that love that he has for his brother Thor. This isn't that guy. This is this guy who still kind of has a chip on his shoulder. So it'd be interesting to uh, go with that and some of the aspects of dealing with time and, and, and continuity and, and, and seeing how he plays into that. Uh, David had mentioned that we didn't know about so what we do know is that uh it's still set to come out in may um you know if if out the way that they're hoping at least we'll we will have had a falcon and the winter soldier in march and then we would have um loki in may as long as well as being able to have in theaters the black widow film so assuming that I think that their their expectation is that maybe, and I don't know because they have not said, but my thought is what they're thinking is that they're going to go and stick firm to the idea of opening up in May. Because uh, if you look not just here, but internationally, China's, China is still open and their box office is doing very well with a lot of their uh, homegrown films. Something like this would play very well internationally, right. even if it doesn't get to open in as many theaters here. And so maybe they're planned for if by that time, there's not enough theaters open here, maybe it will go to premium uh, Disney plus and be able to offer that for 
I don't know. I don't think they're going to do 30. I think they kind of learned their lesson on that with Mulan. So maybe it'll be something like 20 or 15 uh, on top of that and to be able to watch it at home and while it's playing in theaters internationally. But that's just my thoughts. I, I do still think that they plan on holding to it if they did go ahead and announce that it's still coming out in May. That would be my guess as well. So, I mean, from what yeah. we know. Uh, one of the things that Yasha mentioned, the What If series, uh, basically it's an animated series that shows you and asks the question, what if things that you know were slightly altered and how would that play out? And uh, one of the cool things and interesting aspects of this is that a lot of the original people who did the, the, the live action version of these characters are coming back and returning to do the voices for this uh, animated series. And I think that's based on the way it looks and, and some of these stories that they could tell, it, it should be a lot of fun to be able to watch that. I, I'm looking forward to that. And that's supposed to come out in the summer. So again, Marvel is actually giving dates to things and stuff is like really starting to roll out here. And uh, it'll be nice to have this content while we're able to see it in the early part of the year, as opposed to waiting until fall or, or you know, uh, late winter year. So this is, um, in David, you did say you didn't have a chance to watch that trailer just yet. No, no, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. So good. So, So uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the other things that they gave us a little bit of a sizzle reel for was Miss Marvel and, and just showing that the, they showed that the actress who was cast and how they did, uh, you know, a search and they had to do it during these COVID times and uh, even had to give the the um, congratulations over like a Zoom call and uh, just showed a little bit, a little, little bit of the character in terms of uh, some of what she's been. Uh, for those who don't know, she's a young girl of uh, Pakistani uh, descent that is going to be uh, based off of her love of the Captain Marvel character, she nicknames and adopts the name that Captain Marvel used to go by, at least in the comics, of Miss Marvel. And um, we will see her not only in this, but she will also be in Captain Marvel 2, along with Monica Rambeau, who, uh, Monica, if for those who don't know, was a little girl who was in Captain Marvel 1. And that character also appears growing up in WandaVision. So not only will the character Monica Rambeau be in WandaVision, she'll also be in Captain Marvel 2. And she is a character that has a power set, uh, for those who don't know, in the comics. So expect to probably see that as well. Going down the list, one of the things that I was excited about, uh, they announced She-Hulk. And this is something they had said that we were getting. But they had confirmed that uh, Tatiana Maslany will be playing Jennifer Walters' She-Hulk. And one of the things that I thought was cool that they said about that was that um, they will be bringing back Tim Roth as the Abomination, which we haven't seen since the Hulk film that came out way back in the day, the second uh, Marvel movie of the MCU. <laughs> so it's obviously been a while. Um, and then... Also, Marvel will be coming as the Hulk, which you would sort of think, because how do you introduce the She-Hulk without giving some aspects of uh, Banner Hulk in there as well? 
one of the other cool things about it is that uh, I can't remember exactly how Faye described it, but he said it was sort of like a legal comedy series with Jennifer Walters dealing in the world of uh, she's a superhero attorney dealing with the, the activities of superheroes she typically defends and that the positive of seeing some of these characters, she he kind of never know who may show up. So to me means like it could be anyone really that could be a superhero and showing up on this series. And, and you could see anyone like Daredevil or maybe some of the other characters, uh, her having to defend, <laughs> I can only imagine in someone like the Punisher or something like that. So it's a, a, a really interesting idea of where they could go with it, but uh, get that confirmation. And, and I think I remember Yasha, when I had texted the thing about the abomination, you were pretty stoked about that. Oh yeah. Well, I, I absolutely um, love Tim Roth. Um, I hope that, you know, yeah. it's a little bit more than just all CGI. Uh, I mean, I understand his character has to be CGI, but I really have always been a huge fan of Roth and his work um, down from television to movies to, you know, little known movies that he's done in the past Four rooms. Not many people have seen it. I know you guys probably have just because of who you are, but um, I'm, I'm really excited to see that he's coming back. And I think he's a talent that's definitely doesn't deserve to, to be ignored. Dude, I, I, feel free to, you know, if you have any <laughs> thoughts, because I know a lot of this is foreign to you because you don't follow the comics as right. closely. And you've always said that. And so, you know, maybe some of this doesn't shine as much to you just because you're not as familiar. I mean, you've heard the names and you kind of have at least a, a very slight familiarity with the characters. But, you know, if you if you do have anything that you kind of at least say something might pique your interest or or you're just kind of sitting back and waiting to see uh, once you can actually see some more of it to get a sample of it before you really can say much then you know that's cool too though. yeah i mean when it comes to a lot of this uh especially the marvel stuff i'm i'm generally excited about all of it uh come closer to a lot of it actually happening i mean yeah when we just discuss a lot of the stuff that is coming up soon and that's great but um a lot of the stuff that is just really more of an, an the announcement very early pre-production phase right. it's like you know Generally speaking, sure, I, I look forward to anything from Marvel Studios because generally speaking, I think just about everything they do is great. But I mean, I will say looking at the slate, I kind of have a lot of a lot of them, a lot of the titles staring in front of me here. But um, none of none of them are like a standout like, OK, that one I, I absolutely can't wait for. I mean, in general, I'm looking forward to all of them. Hate to be so mm -hmm. boring about it, but. It's just kind of where I am <laughs> right now. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, yeah, yeah. Have they cast that's going to be um, She-Hulk, or is that still something that's in the? Yeah, I, that's I don't Tatiana Maslany. Okay, it is Tatiana Maslany that's going to be doing She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I should say, so, if um, I, if I, I guess to finish my answer, though, if there were one thing that I'm like, of everything that for some reason, and this is something I know next to nothing about, basically nothing, but for whatever reason, it's kind of piquing my interest, and that's Moon Knight. But that's kind of random yeah. why that one in particular maybe interests me more than the others, but it does. Yeah, so um, I guess 
kind of just to move quickly along to, into some of these. Uh, one of the other ones that they mentioned was Hawkeye and that we had been seeing some pictures of that. So we know that one's definitely in production and should probably be coming sooner rather than later. Uh, in fact, it probably is the next one after the ones that we already know that we're getting in terms of uh, series that we can see, like the Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and uh, WandaVision. This one might be next up. Um, it, it has... Uh, Haley Steinfeld playing the role of Kate Bishop and obviously Renner returning in the role of Hawkeye. And um, from what I understand, I want to say it's based off of the Matt Fraction, David Aja role run in Hawkeye. And that one's not too old, too old, maybe, maybe five or six years old, if not a little bit more, but it was very highly received and uh, it, it, it had a lot to do with, um, like Hawkeye basically taking on neighborhood thugs and, and this sort of um, Italian gang. Uh, I think I had read a couple issues of it because I knew it was really popular, but I didn't get to get into it too deeply. But knowing that uh, it's based on a specific run that people really love, uh, I'm curious to see how they bring that into live action and do more with this. And as you can some of these series that they've announced some some of these are in it like kate bishop and some other ones that we have coming um those characters are part of a group called the young avengers and so maybe they're going to be building to something of that nature as well uh maybe as a disney plus series mm -hmm. but maybe it could be live action or not live action but in the theater so don't know for sure but that was another one and then Getting into where uh, David said Moon Knight was another one we had heard about, and they didn't announce anyone for it other than we had heard rumors that Oscar Isaac will be uh, playing that character. And uh, say too much about it other than uh, we know that in a in a more recent run, night, the character is done as a person that has DI dissociative identity disorder, and. Um, you, he's very unpredictable in that way. There used to be a version of the, the character, Mark Spector, that was just this mercenary who came across uh, this uh, ability to be able to have these powers granted to him by Egyptian God. Uh, and he was very Batman-like. But they did a revamp all, not all that long ago, maybe within the last 10 years, that made him have this dissociative identity disorder and uh, brought out these that the Mark Spector was one persona of his uh, identities. And so to see a superhero of that nature, uh, I think is completely interesting and, and different in a way that you haven't seen before. I mean, that's just kind of the concept alone of a, a character superhero that has, has uh, different personalities. And there was a rumor that during the casting before they said uh, Oscar Isaac was coming on, that there was a rumor that um, David Diggs, who is in um, Hamilton and uh, he's been in a few other things, that he was going to be cast in it. And then um, there was another rumor, and I'm not going to get his name right. I'm going to see if I can look it up right now as I'm as I'm kind of talking about it but there was another rumor rumor saying that the guy from um the league 
uh, and who also has on Netflix called Big Mouth. Um, that he and he's a comedian. That he's also yeah, Nick Kroll. That he was going to be cast in it. So people start speculating that he, they are, and and they're playing other personalities of this character. So you would have Oscar Isaac, you would have David Diggs, and you would also have Nick Kroll in the series playing this same character as different personalities. But all speculation, <laughs> and we, we know nothing yet of it. So uh, I am very curious to see what they will do with it. I, I used to read Moon Knight back in the day when it was just one character before he had this associative identities disorder. And I liked the character quite a bit back then, but uh, I am curious to see this new take on it. Um, then they started getting into some more of the things where, uh, they just started dropping things and saying, here's what we have coming. And one of those things were secret invasion, which will see, uh, Samuel Jackson coming back as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as the scroll Talos that he was in Captain Marvel. And they didn't say much other than the fact that this will take place on earth with, um, scrolls having infiltrated some of the highest levels of uh people in the marvel universe and um i did hear kevin feige did say that there was going to be some of this that crosses over into some of the movie and, and could be one of their event type movie things so maybe this is the next big thing after uh what we had with uh infinity war and end game so that'd be kind of cool to see where they go with that uh, especially knowing the history of the scrolls and how they pretended to be certain um, characters that we know and love so uh, i'll be very curious to see if they do something like that in this series as well uh another one they announced was iron heart which is starring dominic thorn as riri william and She's a new character, not all that, not all that uh, old in the comic books. Uh, a young character who is able to. She's super intelligent, and she was able to create an Iron Man suit of her own, based off of uh, in the comic books. I, I, if I remember correctly, she finds a, uh, a something of a discarded Iron Man armor, or maybe a piece of it, and she's able to sort of reverse engineer it and build her own suit of armor that she ends up becoming uh, um, Ironheart. And initially at the time she was Iron Man, uh, but she what was kind of cool about it was that at that, at that time in the comic books, Iron Man was dead and that uh, Iron Man was doing the voice, the AI of the suit that she was in. So don't know if maybe we'll get a Robert Downey Jr. appearance as the AI for her suit or not, but uh, I'm curious to, <laughs> to see if they do do that or not. I, it, there's precedence for it. This is well, all I'm saying. It seems like the uh, kind of thing that could easily happen. That doesn't that at all seem like out of, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I think it would come down to how much money is Robert Downey Jr. going to want to stick them up for in terms of coming back and doing a voice. It's like, man, you just get to stay. (laughs) You can do your dialogue from home at this point. You don't even have to leave. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll still want $50 million. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. 
Um, one of the other things that they announced that I thought was pretty cool was uh, Armor Wars starring Don Cheadle coming back as uh, James Rhodes' War Machine. And it's a story that I remember growing up. Uh, I wasn't Iron Man at the time, but I remember the storyline coming uh, at, at that point. And it was what happens when Tony Stark's armor, or not armor, but his tech falls into the wrong. At that time, I remember that character in the comics, him having to go to all these different people and places that had gotten his tech and having to get that back from them. And it, it was like this a big, huge event kind of thing at the time. I don't get crossed over into too many of the other titles of stuff, but it was a big thing in, in his own series. Uh, and this would presumably be that same storyline, but instead of Tony Stark going back and trying to get this tech, it's uh, James Rhodes as War Machine. And I hadn't thought of this before until someone, I think I was reading something or, or, or listening to something and they mentioned it. And the idea that uh, it be a potential way of still seeing someone like John Favreau as happy show up in this because, you know, he worked so closely with uh, Tony that he would know maybe some and you could see someone Pepper Potts show up if if she's so willing. I don't know if Gwyneth wants to come in and do an episode or two of this, but who knows? You, I mean... We're talking Disney and Marvel money. You might get them to come back for an episode. So uh, there's possibilities there. But uh, again, that's just something that I think is exciting just because you got Don Cheadle and being able to uh, give him more spotlight because obviously he didn't get to do as much as you would think or would want in the different movies we've seen him in because he still kind of plays uh, back to Tony Stark in that sense but now this is him on his own too and to be able to see him with his own series i think that should be pretty cool right uh there was mention of a guardians of the galaxy holiday special which is going to be do, uh, done by james gunn he's writing and directing it during the time in which they will be shooting uh guardians of the galaxy volume three and uh, it's something James Gunn said he's wanted to do because he I, un, ironically loves the Star Wars holiday special, which <laughs> I just find funny that he un, ironically loves it <laughs> with, uh, in all of its uh, cheesiness and, and such. So I think it really does fit the, the world and uh, the, the, the spirit of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I could completely see them doing something uh, off the wall and weird and fun with that. And that will be on Disney plus. Uh, I think they said in 2022 uh, prior to guardians of the galaxy coming out in 2023 far off. So we got a while to wait for that. And then again, the, be, it, do you think it's going to be like a full length yeah. feature film? How long do you think that that's oh, going no. to be like a full, like, I, like 15, 30 minutes? Or what? No, I think maybe it'd be like an hour special. You know, I, I don't okay. think it's going to be anything too long and not too short, not like a half an hour thing. I, it's maybe it could be something like, you know, it's around Christmas time and, and obviously Quill's from Earth. And so maybe we don't know what he does around Christmas time. We've never seen that. And maybe he still celebrates the tradition and he does something or maybe it ties into something of some sort. Maybe it could be 
all these little shorts in the way that Star Wars special was done and him trying to emulate that in a fun, silly way for Guardians of the Galaxy. Who knows? Um, it'll be interesting because James Gunn always does something pretty interesting and fun. Um, and then uh, they did say there was an I Am Groot uh, short series featuring Baby Groot that will be new and unusual characters. That's, uh, I, I imagine, that, again, that's going to be for the younger audience, uh, just kind of finally cashing in on that idea of Baby Groot that we saw from uh, back when the original Guardians of the Galaxy at the end when you see the, the Baby Groot dancing and stuff. So it seems like... Uh, Maybe it's a little late, but I think that it'll still find its audience, at least within Disney Plus and for some younger viewers. I, I, I got to believe that that's who that's aimed at. And um, they did jump over to talking about Christian, ba uh, Christian Bale being in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we had pretty much heard that from before, but they confirmed it and that he's uh, Gore the God Butcher, which is a, a, a newer character from the Jason Aaron run of uh, Thor that's, uh, I would say, no more than five or six years old, maybe. And of course, Natalie Portman will be returning to that as well. Um, one of the other smaller little quick things that they did, they just talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp and that that film will be given the title of Quantumania and no news about in terms of story other than to say that uh, the cast is returning that you've seen before, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, Paul Rudd, and that uh, in, in the role of Cassie Lang, Newton will be coming into the movie, replacing the actress, whoever, I'm not sure of her name, that was in Endgame. So they're switching out those uh, actresses for that role. And then they did say that Jonathan Majors will be joining the cast as Kang the Conqueror. And uh, Jonathan Majors was last seen in Lovecraft Country, for those who did watch that, the main character. And then I think the last thing that they announced was that uh, the director of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, John Watts, will be directing uh, Marvel's first family of the Fantastic Four. Which, you know, uh, it's been a long time coming. They bought the Fox uh, properties at least, what, a year or two ago? And people have been waiting to see what they are going to do with it. And now we know that they have the director for the Spider-Man films going to be directing this. And that's all they said. No announcements. No, no John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. <laughs> Nothing of that nature. Just just said that we have this movie and we're 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 bringing it to you. Um, you know, I, I, I got think it. That, that, go ahead. I was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Bobby, but it's like I got to no, anticipate and or hope that they they at least had the conversation with Krasinski because the fans are really vying for him to be a Mister Fantastic, like Reed Richards. They really right. want him to do that character. Everybody thinks that he would really do a, a, an amazing job, myself included. So I, I just you, you got to hope and really think that they're like, OK, well, like Marvel does a pretty good job, you know, not always, but they do a pretty decent job of like trying to give the fans what they want. You know, like, hey, like this is something that people are really excited to see. Let's at least have the conversation and see if this is even something that Krasinski would want to do, because more than likely, whoever's 
doing the Fantastic Four roles, they're going to be tied in for probably anywhere from three to six movies minimum. Yeah. 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 And I think I did hear at one point that John Krasinski had came into the studios and had been talking to Marvel. Um, so don't know if it was this specifically, they didn't say that, but you got to imagine they it may have came up in conversation, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. The only other thing I can think of that they mentioned that I didn't really talk about was blade. And other than just saying that it's being in development and that they're working on it currently. Hmm. Oh, and then they did also say, now that I think of it, yes. Uh, they decided at this point, to make the hard decision to not recast for Black Panther. Uh, they will just be leaving that as Chadwick Boseman's legacy and developing a story for Black Panther 2, which will come out, I think they said in July of 2022, but there is no recast. So uh, I had talked about this to David, but I don't know Yasha, in terms of how you feel about the idea of this and uh, where you kind of come down on it. That's hard question because on one hand, I can really appreciate what they're doing and what they're trying to do for that role in that character um, and for Chadwick Boseman, because he was a very special talent. Um, I brainstormed with a few friends the other day, like who, who they, who we thought could actually, um, who could actually replace that character. I came up with some good ones. Um, there's only like a handful of them. Like, I don't remember them off the top of my head right now, so you'll have to forgive me. I'll, I'll bring them up maybe the next show. But it, it would be hard to replace a role that he really did encompass and embody um, in a couple of movies, you know, like already. Like we saw him in Civil War and then his own role movie, right? And then the Endgame and Avengers um uh, infinity got finally gauntlet and then the end game so it's like he was there but it, like in those last two movies he wasn't super super prominent but i don't know how you would replace right. that like i don't know how you replace him when it comes to that like i you, you can't it, just doing a dedicated to Ch in the memory loving memory of chadwick boseman at the end of the movie just doesn't seem like enough you know when it comes to that role um I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I can see him trying to, I, I have no idea where I stand with that. Like I could, I, I would love to see the character again on screen, but at the same time, I, I don't know how they would do it. And, and I think that's where in lies the problem with them too, since they don't know how to do it. So they're just going to not do it. Right. Yeah. And you know, I think that's the best thing that in terms of what they're feeling as well and is that they don't know how to do it so they're just not going to do it uh i know for me personally i've always felt that uh regardless of this case or any cases in the past that i've always been on the standpoint of the character and while i may love who's portraying the character in that portrayal uh I've always glommed on to wanting to see stories of the character. So in this case, even though I love Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of, of T'Challa, um, that character has been around for so long and to just sort of wipe him out now, it, it, it leaves yeah, a hole to me. I mean, 
it's like yeah. so many kids went to go see this movie because not necessarily and, and and you know rest in peace Chadwick Boseman, but not necessarily to see Chadwick Boseman this playing this character, but they wanted to see T'Challa. They wanted to see Black Panther, and so yeah. now we to say we'll never get that and that 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 character is just not going to be around anymore. That really sucks. That now kids who saw that character the question will be, well, you know, mom, what happened to Black Panther? And, and you know, they'll just say, oh, yeah. well, however they explain it in the movie, that would be the answer. But uh, yeah, it just it's just rough. And there was no, no in terms of being able to do this, uh, knowing that we're going into production and knowing that this film will be out in 2022, because then it maybe feels like it's too soon to be able to see a recast and see this character done again so soon had there been maybe a little bit more space and time and say this movie isn't coming out until 2024 and you're able to sit with that and 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 give that the maybe i wouldn't say proper amount of time but you're giving it a little more time than what we already have then maybe people would be more uh amiable to the idea of a recast and someone coming in and picking up that legacy and continuing on what Chadwick Boseman started. But I think because of how close it is, um, they didn't feel comfortable doing that. So my biggest thing I, I, I felt like was that maybe you don't do it for this movie, but then you do it down the line. But then when Kevin Feige yeah. kind of said that we won't be bringing that character back, kind of closes the door on it. So I felt like maybe they shouldn't have closed the door on it just to say that, you know, this sec this next movie will not feature the character and, you know, maybe we will address it at some other time or, or in some way that makes it uh, to not close the door. But now we know that. And so now it's a question of who will be that character because it's still called Black Panther 2. So I imagine that that... Um, role will be that title will be passed on to someone else and based on the rules that they've set up for that movie uh, i'm curious to see how they do that because there was no more of that uh fruit that could be consumed to give you the black panther abilities um in order to be black panther typically you have to fight for it and fight for it without the abilities of the black panther uh, maybe that goes out the window when someone dies and, and it's not that way. And maybe Shuri steps up and the story could be that she doesn't want to be it because she didn't seem to want to be it in the first movie. So maybe she doesn't want to be it here, but she kind of has to be it by default and her dealing with being uh, an unreluctant ruler and not necessarily having powers like Black Panther, but using a suit and her tech to be a Black Panther. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I still do feel like for me, there will be a hole and, and, and something missing not having T'Challa there, especially if maybe the rumors were true, end up being true and that we would have uh, someone like Namor being introduced into the MCU and going to battle against Wakanda with Atlantis. That was a straight up good series of stuff that happened in the comics with T'Challa versus Namor and stuff like that. And so, so we wouldn't get to see it from that angle again. But um, yeah, I think to me, it was a hard decision, but uh, it just sucks that they sort of just kind of really just took that character off the board completely. But 
David, uh, I've sort of droned on enough about it. Like, uh, if you want to give your thoughts on it. I mean, I don't really have anything to add that you didn't say. I'll just say that uh, um, I agree with you. I've felt ever since the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman that, you know, I don't know. I've felt ever since that it should be recast. Um, It seems like the character is too important. And we've seen so little of the character to not recast it just doesn't sit well with me. Um, And the general reaction since his passing has seemed to be the opposite, at least the vocal uh, majority. There's a a vocal majority, at least since his passing, that seems to really be out there, like saying, oh, no, no, never recast it. And I feel like maybe that's changing a little bit more lately. We're, We're hearing more and more people share this opinion that maybe it should be recast but um i mean i feel like no matter what they do it's going to be handled well but if it were up to me uh i feel like i would like to see more of t'challa and i you know i think it's unfortunate he only got one full film to himself and you know as you mentioned yasha's parts in three other movies but uh yeah to to close the door on it like you're talking about bobby the to just say straight up hey we're not going to see this character ever again yeah i think that i think that's uh that's unfortunate um i'll of course be curious to see how they handle it not you know having the character at all in the next film and and i do get that perspective of hey maybe they're just going this direction because they don't know how to handle a recast it does seem like it it's too bad they couldn't just hold off on black panther 2 for a longer amount of time you know to give us more time to kind of handle a recast kind of like what you're what you touched on bobby i it seems like maybe that would have been a good option but yeah if black panther 2 has to happen when it's going to happen then i don't know it's obviously there's no easy answer to any of it but uh i think it's a bummer so to see what ryan what's that yasha sorry but I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Ryan Coogler has planned. Right. Yeah, for sure. But I think, I think it's unfortunate that they've, like you said, Bobby, just closed the door. Like it's one thing to go, hey, in the next film, we're not going to see him for whatever reason they would have to give, um, mm-hmm. and then have him come up in the next film. But to just straight up say, hey, no, that's it. We're not going to recast the the role ever. I don't know that. It doesn't seem like the right move, but again, whatever I think they do, it'll be handled in the right way. Yeah. But, um, well, I mean, that's it. Uh, unless there's anything else you guys want to chime in about, but that's pretty much all of the, the good stuff that they had offering for star Wars and MCU. No. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, just star Wars and MCU. We didn't even touch on, a ton of other stuff that was brought up just on the Disney side of things, even some other Lucasfilm right. stuff. Like, I, I mean, I, what, yeah. there was a Willow announcement of some kind. I don't, I don't know. I'm not even familiar with what that mm-hmm. was. I know it sounds like something was mentioned about Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, there was a lot that we could have dug into and maybe when we do our next episode, we'll have an opportunity to touch on some more of it. But yeah, for now, uh, we, we tried for an hour. We did an hour and a half. That's, we did okay. 
<laughs> we could have done one. Yeah. <laughs> Missed the mark. But yeah, yeah we but it's all right. Uh, so yeah, with that, we are going to wrap things up and get out of here. As always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. First of all, you can email us at feedback at flickereffects.com. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, make sure to comment down below. Please make sure to like and subscribe if you have enjoyed uh, what you've seen so far and hit that bell icon to be notified when we post a video or go live in the future. You can also reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Flickr underscore effect. And uh, yeah, I guess that basically covers it. Uh, my name is David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Yasha Wilson. Thanks for listening and watching. Thank you.